Wagwan, my peeps, have you not watched Bob Marley One Love movie yet? Now's your chance. You have the opportunity to bring home Bob Marley One Love on digital now. Celebrate the life and music of an icon who inspired generations through his message of love, peace, and unity. Buy Bob Marley One Love Digital today and get over 50 minutes of behind-the-scenes footage and deleted scenes. Available at participating retailers, the movie is rated PG-13 and is brought to you by Paramount Pictures. Pressure, we are pressure then. Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe, pushing our culture with authenticity and, of course, style and vibes. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I hope you guys are enjoying the year. I can't believe it's almost done, but 2019, we are wrapping it up and still bringing the vibes. You don't know. If you guys are new to the family or the family, as me like for say, make sure you guys check us out on styleandvibes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter and check out some more of our great content there. You can also support the podcast by checking out our shop as well as if you want to give a small donation, um, you can do that as well. All that information is in the show notes. Make sure you guys also subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating or a review if you like what you hear. So before we get into our interview, you know I got to share what I'm styling on and vibing to. This week's styling on is actually more of like a health and wellness type of thing. So a few weeks ago, I was able to take the Camp Camila um, session that happened here in New York City. Um, Camila McDonald is a fitness expert, nutritionist, and she kind of has cookbooks and recipes. And I follow her. She's based out of Jamaica, but she comes up pretty frequently to do sessions here because she has such a, a huge following. Um, I, what I love about her is that she incorporates a lot of different um She is focused on the mind, body, and soul. So we did the workout. We talked about nutrition. We had talked about, like, being motivated and staying motivated in a space. And then we enjoyed some music from Dre Island. And, you know, Nicole McLaren was there. And, you know, they were just talking about all the different things from nutrition to health to fitness. So it was really good. And she was selling her new book, which is Camila's Kitchen Recipe Book. I have her first book, Wake Up and Live, which is more of like a journal diary with the recipes. But this one is a straight recipe book. I have already tried this I Tell Stew Peas. Wicked, wicked. You guys got to check that out. So I have a link to the show in the show notes for the book so you guys can check it out. Of course, you guys know I got to be vibing to Precious Rebel with a Cause. It's such a great album. I really think that you guys are going to enjoy it. He gives you that roots vibe. He gives you a little DJ, giving you a little love in there. And he has some really great collaborations from Sizzla to Protégé. John, I love the, the, the tune with Janine and Kabaka Pyramid. It's called Lion is a Lion. It's actually a remix, but I love how he's bringing the lion and the lioness. So make sure you guys check that out. I also like the one um, with our city called Streets Keep Calling. So make sure you guys check that out. The link to that is in the show notes, so you're definitely going to enjoy that. 
So before we get into this interview, I got to tell you that there might be some sound issues, but please bear with me. It was just a little technical difficulties that we were having, but I'm sure you guys are really going to enjoy it. Just wanted to give that disclaimer. But without further ado, here's my conversation with Presha. Welcome, welcome. We have a very special guest today. It's podcast, Presha Boss Pipe. How are you? Hi, big up. You know, this song. Always, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So you're in New York oh. and you're promoting your new album, Rebel With A Cause. Tell me about the project itself. Well, this project is my seventh album on the market right now, um, produced by Idea Record. Um, Zion I Kings and myself, Boss Fight Records. Um, yeah, it's a great thing to have this out. The album consists of, um, I think about seven or eight features on this album. I think I've never did an album with so much features. Mm-hmm. So this is really more like a family affair, you know? I noticed that. What made you want to do the collaborations this time around? Because most of the, the songs that I've heard from you previously have been just you. And I love that. But I also yeah. love that you you had so many different artists. You had Kabaka, you have um, Protégé, which are some of the newer artists. Um, what what made you want to collab this time around? Well, it happened naturally. You know what I mean? Um, it, it really did. You know, all of the artists who were on the album, you know, over the years became very good friends of mine, you know. So just through the time and, and traffic of time we work on music and, you know, or they might be in the area where I live and they come through the studio with us work. It, it, it was never a situation where it was hard to, hard to make this happen. Or, you know, I need to, I'm trying to reach this artist and can't get him. How can I get him to be on this track? It was never that situation. I was never that kind of artist need. I always wanted to just get my work out, but never, um, never fight the natural, you know? And mm-hmm. all of this, all of these features on the album just happened so natural within the divinity of the most, you know? That's awesome. And what I really love about the artwork is that you have the artwork with the artists on there. So, you know, you have the Isla Selassie for the song, for that song you have. Um, what made you want to do that each, each single almost has its own artwork? Well, it makes sense, you know, every single is a chapter in this book. You know, in this rebel of a rebel with a cause book, you know, and um, yeah, every chapter speaks something different. Every song speaks something different along the redemption and 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 of course inspiration and education. You know, so yeah, we kind of want them to have the same feel because they're all branded in the same book, but you know, they all have their own um inspiration and and knowledge within themselves. That's really cool. So, I I mean, expand upon that for me. And I kind of think that probably gets into some of the content of the songs themselves. Like, what is the cause that you're kind of trying to come across and bring awareness? You know, as a Rasta, you kind of always have a certain kind of liberty, but what makes this kind of special for you? Well, this album, you know, there's a lot of injustice in the world, you know, and right now in in these times, it's people are seeking information. You know, there's a lot of information out there versus when I was younger, you know, um, the police brutality and, and the system is very, very unjust towards the minority. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything just 
inspired this album to be kind of like a awakening and a revival of redemption for the people, you know what I mean? And those who've been going through those distress and, and certain things through the system and just being underprivileged, you know what I mean? So this album kind of like, yeah, it means a lot. So do you think that there is kind of, you've kind of grown up in 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 a certain era where, you know, even in the last 10 years, there's been so much in terms of just changes for, you know, people of color globally. And I think, you know, now we're kind of seeing more of the things that are happening worldwide. Is that some of the spark that kind of inspired you for, for some of the songs? A lot of, a lot that was in the darkness is now in the light, you know? So a lot of people are more aware of what's happening now. And a lot of people still aren't, you know? So mm-hmm. that's where this music comes in to kind of be like a foundation for, for those and, a, and, a, and a, um, a, a place for those, a happy place and, you know, um, a meditation place for those who actually, you know, who face the struggles every day. And, and to those who are blind to what's happening around them, it kind of gives them an insight, you know? Mm. I, li- I like that analogy of, of, you know, things are just coming to light. So I, I think that that is important and that definitely comes through in a lot of the songs. But you're also keeping a lot of love in there. So, you know, you're definitely known for love and affection. And, you know, you're, you're bringing some of that vibe as well. And I think the love is kind of sprinkled all over. So tell me a little bit about that as well. My love is always in the mix, you know what I mean? Even you have to love, you have to love this. You know, the music, I have to love the music to do it. And I have to let that project from the music to the people, you know, in everything, you know, the, the, the passion within it, the love for the people, even within the redemption of fighting for the people, there's a love there. So love is the ultimate, you know, and we always try to sprinkle that in the mix of everything. For sure, for sure. So you're originally from St. Thomas Virgin Islands, but a lot of people don't know your story about just growing up in the Virgin Islands and becoming a reggae artist. I mean, the island is tr- more traditionally known for soca. Why, how did you gravitate to, to reggae as, as a youth coming up? Yeah, growing up in the Virgin Islands, you know, in a VI is very politically dominated, but mm-hmm. in, in, in the, um, the ghetto and the projects and stuff, especially where I come from, a lot of reggae music and things, you know. So I grew up listening to, of course, the Peter Tash, the Midnight, the Bob Marley, you know, and so forth. And it just kind of helped me to see where I was going, you know, in my life and who I am, you know, just through the music and where I was coming from in the ghetto, you know. So, yeah, reggae music has been a major part of my life, even though... All the music, the calypso and everything that, that surrounds the culture have been a part of my life. But there was something special about the rhythm movement that really captivated me to want to exceed in that, you know? Were you challenged early on in your career uh, around that notion of, of becoming a reggae artist specifically, whether it be pressure from family or industry? Yeah, there was a lot of pressure. You know, when I first started to, when I decided that I wanted to do reggae music, I was still in high school and I was living on my own, you know, um, meaning I had to go to school, get my work done, I had to pay bills, you know, there was rent, light, water, and it was very hard for a youth like me, you know. Um, you know, I could be on my own and learn to be a man and be responsible. And it was a very young age for me, so of course, 
was a lot of pressure. I and mean, in that time, I decided to call myself pressure. I, I love that. I love that. You have to overcome some of the challenges, even in your personal life, just to kind of get to where you want to go. So I think, you know, people really respect that. Yeah. You know, I'm still trying to do music and wanting to be an artist and all of that. It was just a lot, you know. But it was something that I really wanted. So no matter the pressures, you know, I was willing to deal with it to really get over the hurdle, you know. I hear that. So I know traditionally a lot of artists, they don't like to share a lot of like their personal, but what, what do you do when you're not working? I know you're, you're always consumed with music and I know life inspires music. So when you're not working on the music, what do you do to kind of just keep engaged and just be with family or what, what are some things that you like to do? I am very simple, you know, um, in this time to create an environment where I could work and play at the same time. I have my own studio in my house. And, you know, I love to play pool. That's like my second hobby, you know. Um, I'm really into that sport. And, you know, I, I, I'm always on YouTube learning tricks and stuff like that. So that's like my second baby right now, separate from the music, you know. So a lot of my friends know that, yeah, pressure always playing pool. And, you know, they, don't, they, they know not to ramp with me when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so getting back to the music i know you did a soca song earlier this year do it and done and it actually won road march for for carnival yeah man so what yeah, made man. you what made you want to do a soca song well it was natural it happened natural too but one of the producers that i was working with earlier in the year and and still am you know he's well around good producer you know but he just played the rhythm like he was going to sax and that rhythm came on mm-hmm. and he made a joke to me like, you know, I bet you won't do nothing on that. You know what I mean? I bet you won't jump on this. You know, and it was like a challenge for me, you know, and at the same time I was like, you know, something, my father passed away not too long before that and, you know, it was something that he really would love to see me do. He would always ask me, like, when are you going to do a calypso song? When are you going to do a soca song? And I never wanted to go in that direction. You know, not because I didn't love soca music, but I just was, I felt more stable as a reggae artist. I felt like that was my lane and I didn't want to come off like I'm just wild and trying different stuff. But then I was like, you know, you know it's music that's going to make people happy and enjoy themselves and put a smile on their face. So when it, it's been saying that, I want to be a part of people's happiness. I want to be a part of people enjoying music, you know? So, and then my father is in my events and, you know, everything was like, yo, you know, so I'm going to do this song. You know, that's the challenge and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the occasion. So it was done in that fashion. You know? And what, what I like about that, and we're seeing a lot more convergence of some of the genres. You hear, you know, a, a little bit of reggae and some of the, the groovy soca. You're hearing some of the dancehall and Afrobeats. And I think there's kind of this convergence of, of, music from from that originate from africa and the whole you know african diaspora is kind of coming full circle if you will like let me know your what what are your thoughts around around like some of that convergence that, that you kind of see happening all the music made from africa you know mm-hmm. all like in africa is where you know the heartbeat from the heartbeat to the drum you know to the to the strings you know, it all comes from Africa, it's all the right, you know. Mm-hmm. So from it have feeling and it have soul within it, you know, um, I love it, you know, that's where I find myself making music. 
where people could feel it and, you know, it, it, it reads your heart and it could be like, yo, that's true, give me goosebumps. You know what I mean? That's, that, I like that, you know? All right. So if you could pick one song from the album that is like the entry point of, of kind of the whole project, which one would that be for you on this album? Rebel with that uh, Probably the first track, King Selassie first. King Selassie first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, King Selassie first. I think that's, that's a song that I produce as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a song that kind of set the tone for the album, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, giving praise to his majesty, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good song for, like, meditation and my yoga. So I'm going to try that for sure. But my, my favorite is actually Lion is a Lion with Kabaka and Janai. How, how did that come about? Well, that one is special because, you know, as you know, we released Lion is a Lion about what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Lion is a Lion came out a couple years now, I must say. Mm-hmm. And Kabaka reached out to me and said, Yo, Pressure, may have a verse for that thing. <laughs> I said, Yeah. And you know, in, in, DJ, to, in DJ to me, and he's like, Mad, 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 mad. So, of course, you know, you have to get that on record. You know, yeah. I tell him, say, Yo, do that for me, please. Record that and send it to me. And then, you know, when I got that, we realized, like, you know, the second person in, in the song is to the Empress them. Mm-hmm. You know, so kind of did one balance the situation to with the Empress actually doing a verse. And Janine just exceptionally rise to the occasion, you know what I mean? Because I've never heard Janine like that either. Yeah. You know? Yes. It was a whole different flavor and, and it was nice. It was really awful, you know, it's really different. That's amazing. I, I really love that song and like you said, I like the bringing it together and of course you have to represent for the ladies then. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for tuning in and just checking in with us. I know we had a bit of hiccup from a technical perspective, but we made it happen. And uh, wishing you all the best, nothing but love and support for the new album, Rebel with a Cause. Yeah? One more. This time's okay, I love. All right. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Style and Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy peeps.